When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. If you are looking for the highest level of Lincoln luxury, look no further than Woodhouse Lincoln, Nebraska's exclusive Lincoln Black Label dealer. With advantages that extend beyond the driver's seat, your Lincoln Black Label SUV will be immersed in innovative technologies, luxurious interior amenities, and effortless maintenance. With Lincoln pickup and delivery, our knowledgeable sales team will curate the Lincoln SUV fit for your lifestyle. Explore the four Lincoln Black Label themes and view our inventory online at woodhouselincoln.com. Welcome back to another edition of Motor City Realist. I'm your host, Mike. My co-host, Zach. Over here, I guess. If you're looking right here, Zach. Uh, I got a big, big show. We're going to break down week eight Lions. Obviously, we're going to talk about the hot news. We're a little uh, a night behind on that. Talk a little Wings, Pistons. And, oh, yeah, we're going to talk uh, about that Paul Bunyan trophy and where it ended up. Uh, Zach, how you feeling? Uh, I know we didn't we didn't talk about this last episode, but you're a Michigan State boy, so... Uh, so we'll get into that, but how are you feeling tonight? Yeah, man, uh, feeling good, feeling good. Um, for those of us joining in uh, live, we are live today, not yesterday, because I had a uh, had a prior engagement and went to the uh, the Bolts game last night, and that was exciting. They pulled out the win with two and a half minutes left, so that was cool. Um, but otherwise, yeah, doing doing well despite uh, despite everyone losing lately. We're uh, we're doing well, man. How you doing? Good. Uh, like I said, uh, you know, those, those engagements are okay. You know, I mean, you're out, you're, you're, uh, 
you're 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 uh I guess essentially, you know, out in the sports spectacle. So, so no big deal, but obviously, uh, you know, because we didn't record yesterday, um, big, big news with the lions, obviously Hawkinson got traded. Um, another, uh, piss poor performance. Actually, to tell you the truth, uh, you know, first half was pretty unbelievable. We were, we were exchanging texts. You had an opportunity to win it. Obviously you being in Florida, uh, they played Miami. So you were able to get that game. Um, so obviously we'll, we'll get right into our reactions because I think our reactions week to week are pretty much the same, but we'll get right into that. You were able to watch a lot of the game, uh, initial thoughts. Um, I mean, what was the buildup in that game? What every lion fan has gone through at this point you feel like, or did you feel like, no, I think we just hung 27 on the first half that we're really going to do this or whatever. It, it almost seemed like a microcosm of the season already where we had all of this hype, you know, with hard knocks going on at the beginning, the first half of the first half, if you will. Um, and, and we had offense clicking on all cylinders beginning of the season, but defense wasn't again, half, we got half of our team there and, and here we go um, playing Miami and, and we can only put together one half and, and, you know, I was texting you and I put it on Twitter too. That was my biggest <clears throat> disappointment with the game was, how we hung 27 on them in one half and, and we, we, you know, we can't even get three through in, in the second half. So, oh, yeah. uh, it, I mean, that part of it was disappointing. Um, but yeah, like you said, I got to tune into the game, which was nice. I did I actually didn't realize until we were, I mean, we were up 10 points. I think when I realized I was like, Oh shit, the, you know, the bucks already played on Thursday. And I think the Jags played in, in London that morning or something. And so yep. I was like, this is, game's got to be on. It's the only Florida team. So, yeah, that was cool. But yeah, I was disappointed in, in the second half. I thought, I honestly thought, I'm, I'm going to keep rambling here, but I honestly thought after the first half that we had that game, I thought we were going to steal one. And you know what? Yep, there it is. Uh, for those of you, uh, for those of you joining in on the podcast form, we go live on YouTube. We got comments in here, and and Kev from from Belly Up, you know, he's a he's an Alabama guy, so I, I don't even know how, how how do you pronounce it. Talk about that. Tagalog, yeah, I, I can't pronounce his name, but uh, but uh, either way, um, you know, it's funny going into that game. Uh, I've got DeAndre Hopkins in my fantasy league, and I've also got Jalen Waddle. And for some reason, I had Hopkins starting, and I was like, I'm just going to roll the dice with Hopkins. And I was like, God, I, I can't be the homer and hope for the best. I knew with the secondary the way it was in Detroit, I was like, I had to start Waddle. So obviously, that paid off for me. Um, yeah, dude. Fantasy wise, I ran I ran Dolphins defense. That was a lose lose for me because the Dolphins defense only got me one point. And actually, that's funny. I did too. I, I benched. A, who did I bench? I forgot. But I put the Dolphins defense in there, thinking, okay, I'm going to get a few points. But I think I got. I think it was. I think it was zero points. It was a wash, is what it was. But but uh, either way, um, that game, you know, kind of kind of how the season has 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 folded. But I feel like week eight was definitely the the turning point in a lot of things. Obviously, we see AP Audrey Pleasant, uh, you know, get relieved of his job. There's been a couple of players come out, uh, been very, very um, professional about it. You know, they went to ok- Okuda and talked to to him and asked him about it because he kind of he had, you know, there was different different issues that they had back and forth, but he he gave a lot of credit to Pleasant. Um, you know, there was a lot of Detroit beat writers early on in the season that said, you know, Pleasant within three or four years is going to be a head coach in the league. And don't get me wrong. You, Coaches get fired all the time, so it's not going to change things. But uh, I, I know this is kind of a loaded question. Are, are you okay with that firing, or do you think that's a scapegoat, and do you think that there's somebody else that should have been fired, uh, specifically on the defensive side? I've kind of er- evaluated this question in my head and kind of want to know where you stand 
Um, do you just feel like, you know, hey, the secondary sucked? I mean, this is the easiest one to kind of say, hey, we need to make changes. Yeah, I don't hate it. Um, <clears throat> I, I, you know, I'm, I, I prefer that over, you know, just flat out getting rid of AG, you know, um, if they, th- th- I feel like that would have been reaching, but, um, I mean, I, I said to you that the, this, the secondary got figured out pretty quickly and it started. Yeah. You said the, the statistics. Yeah. Yeah. The Seahawks game where Geno Smith just played like insane. And then ever since that, I mean, these quarterbacks are putting up crazy percentages, not crazy, but you know, extremely healthy completion percentages on the line secondary. So, um, I, I don't hate the, I, I, I'm not totally sold that it's going to change anything, but yeah. that, that remains to be seen. Um, but I don't, if it is a scapegoat, I don't hate this scapegoat. I think it's a good scapegoat. Yeah. And, and it seems like Dan Campbell alluded to, uh, maybe there were some issues and it plus it actually went kind of against the game plan. Um, you know, and kind of went against what he wanted to do. So maybe that's kind of the rumblings. I mean, we'll kind of, we'll kind of see. Um, I like you, you know, I, I don't want to see anybody, especially, you know, these young guys, but I feel like, you know, we're, this is what we're doing. This is a straight tear down, rebuild, young coaches all over. We, we've gone through the, the, the coaching, you know, uh, you know, I guess the growing pains, I'm not going to say it's, it's over by any means, but, there's, there's going to be a young, talented coach all over the place that are either going to leave, going to get fired. Different things are going to happen, and you may not like I, I agree, though, Glenn isn't um, the one that you'd go after. I mean, you, you you look at this defense outside of Aiden Hutchinson. I mean, there's no – in Okuda, you know, those two players right there. I mean, what kind of talent do you really have that, that you're really excited about? Don't get me wrong. You know, Malcolm Rodriguez has, has been a steal so far. You know, we're missing Tracy Walker. Uh, I mean, our secondary every year, I feel like you're just throwing guys off the street and uh, you really can't fault him for, for what's going on. I mean, it, it, to me, the biggest thing, the biggest thing is, is we still cannot make second half adjustments. That's one thing we're getting out coach, but it's a young coaching staff. So, so I get that. I'm in it for the long haul. Again, Detroit Lions Twitter. I mean, come on, man. But, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. And, and that kind of translates into the Hawkinson trade. Um, you know, we can kind of get into that. I'll let you kind of speak on that. I know I had uh, I texted my brother-in-law, and then and then you texted me. Uh, obviously, no nobody was expecting that. I think it took a lot of time to to really, you know, read into that and kind of people with a level head that understood sports and especially a team, you know, to to really look in that splitting hairs and, and realize that you know the fourth rounders kind of got me because. You're essentially just giving them two fourth rounders, and you're, you basically you're you're giving them Hawkinson, and you're just moving up in the draft. Is essentially how it worked out. But basically, if you split hairs, I mean, you're you're essentially getting rid of a player that it sounds like they loved outside of his blocking. Uh, he was going to be up for big, big, big money. Um, you're not going to pay him that. He wasn't part of that. So, so what was your take on the Hawkinson? Obviously, everybody's surprised, but but how do you feel? Are you indifferent? Are you upset? Or do you feel like we did okay there? Yeah, you sent it. You you sent it to this happened yesterday, right? It was like yesterday mm-hmm. during during yeah during the day. You sent it to me. Um, I was at work, and I honestly I thought it was like I thought it was satire. I knew the trade deadline was going on, but I thought you were posting something from our Twitter that was gonna like try try and catch people. But so I had to I I quick you know looked it up, and I was like, what is going on? And I, I I've been kind of back and forth in my head about it over the last twenty four hours, I guess twenty four thirty six hours. Um, just thinking about like 
you know, he struggled to, to begin the year. We talked about it on our first few episodes and, and there was visible, visible frustration on the field between whether it was him and golf or, or him and him and coaches or him and other people on the offense. Um, so there was, there was already that, that rift kind of creating um, as the season began. So on that front, like, I'm not too upset about it, but I, I also get what you mean. People liked Hawkinson um, and, and people liked the, the attitude that he brought. And, and he was like a, you know, he, he, he w- certainly wasn't Kelsey or, or Kittle or Andrews or Darren Waller or something like that, but he was almost like just the next tier down where he had that potential. Um, so in, in that sense, it's kind of disappointing to see him go, but like you said, I think he was owed. Um, it was north of nine million next year, right, or something like that. Yeah, and I think with bonuses and everything, you're around fourteen or fifteen million, something like that. Um, yeah, so, and then he's, uh, yeah, then he's free agent after twenty twenty four. So you got to pay him the big money. So I understand it, yeah. but like you said, I mean, he was tight ends. There's a huge drop off after tight end, and he yeah. was right there. And then after that drop off, you know, but it, it's kind of weird because Brad Holmes, I've always liked him. Um, I've never really dove into different things, but the one thing I did notice this offseason is when we were drafting, you know, drafting a, a tight end late, and I was like, oh, okay, whatever, you know. And it's like these guys are on five. I think yeah, Holmes is on a five-year contract and, and Campbell's on a six-year contract. So so they knew coming in, you know, this is a long haul. We've got to build the team. So, so it's really weird looking back at the draft and saying, okay, why did we do that? But now you're looking – Okay, so maybe this was the plan all along. My, here, here's here's what I think, and this is where I'm getting week eight of the season. We had a great draft. Um, we we have some talent. Um, we had a, a great offense. The the even though we lost right away, uh, we what three weeks of the season we led the league in in uh, offense. Um, so we had something going, something to build on our defense. They were trying to tweak it. So so my thought here is. They knew this was going to be a building process, but I th- I think really that they thought there was a glimmer of hope that maybe we could make a run this year, and they were just going to kind of ride it out. But I feel like the wheels are coming off, and, and the the trade deadline came, and it's like okay, now we're going to essentially stick to that plan that that we had. I'm not saying they wouldn't have traded Hogson, but but I think if you're if you're winning, you know that's a lot harder trade to make with a young guy like that. But I feel like this is a huge elaborate plan that as a Lions fan and not a Lions Twitter slappy, you have to understand it. The cap, I mean, we're going to have like, I think they're, they're talking, we could almost clear like $63 million in cap next year. So, I mean, you could essentially build a brand new team. You're going to have right now you're sitting at the number one pick and the number 13 pick plus two second round picks. So do do you ever look at it like that? This just kind of struck me yesterday when I was like, I take, yeah, like I take thinking. a lot of comfort in that theory. I re- if that was Does the plan, you just feel better than I said that. <laughs> yeah, if that was the plan all along, if this was the plan, and we were, you know, if we weren't in a in a spot where we thought we were a contender, we were just going to ship Hawkinson off before the end of his contract. Then, then I I like it. I you know I like them sticking to the plan, and I and if that was obviously you know hindsight's twenty twenty. So if we think about it like that, we're we're like well, they're sticking to the plan all this time later after drafting Hawkinson. So things must be going according to plan. And I don't know. I take, I take some comp I'm riding. I'm now in your camp on that theory that this was the plan all along. 
And I almost want to say now that they were like purposely pissing Hawkinson off in games one and two of the season, <laughs> just to make that. it easier. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that, but, 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 but what I mean, makes it worse is him going in inside the division because the way this works yeah, with the Lions every him. time is he's going to score. Gonna, yeah, you're going to see him two games a season. He's going to score you know two he's touchdowns gonna, each time. He's going to kill you. He's going to kill you. Yeah. Uh, Titans have always killed us. Now, you know, we've got that guy. I mean, maybe, hey, maybe they figured him out and maybe they know how to defend him. But I don't know. But but I, I guess kind of off script, you know, with, with Jamison Williams, you know, they keep pushing it back. They said he's about a, week, a month away, you know. Do you think? Do you think? I mean, if we continue to lose, um, l- let me let me back up a little bit. We got Green Bay on the schedule next week. Okay. Any any chance that that's it? That's at home. Any chance we win that game? If I say yes, then there's no chance we win that game. But if I say no, then I still don't think we win that game. So I don't think so. No. I I mean I even, <laughs> even with I mean. There's a slimmer yeah, hole because Aaron Rodgers is I, not Aaron Rodgers this year. But you and I have openly we we openly speak about. I don't think we've even done it on this show on our last show. What's up, belly up? We always talked about Rodgers. Rodgers was one of those guys that you just wanted to smack in the face. You just yeah. you just couldn't get out of the news. But he always finds a way to win, and he always obviously. I mean, now you you don't have Devontae Adams. They don't have the the, the raw wide receivers, but and they can't get their running game going. But because I say that, you know, you they're going to go into Ford Field and probably have 250 yards rushing and barely have to throw the ball. And they're going to beat us. But, but uh, I, I know I'm kind of getting ahead of myself because I was asking you different things. So, you know, when we looked at the schedule early on, we were eight, nine wins. I even said I even might have said ten. Now we're hoping maybe two, three. I'm thinking this is a huge opportunity for the Lions. Even with Rodgers, I just feel like he's kind of like Tom Brady right now. He just he just acts like he doesn't care. And I think that'll piss me off even more if he comes in and just kind of slings it around. But depending on what happens this week, if we continue to lose, do you think with Jamison Williams, do you think, you know, they know, I mean, we got kind of a diamond right here. We don't, we don't know what he's going to do, but we know that there's once he's ready, it's full force. Do you think that if we continue to just to stink up the joint that he sits all season, or do you think they have to at least kick the tires on him at some point? Yeah, I think, not see now you got me thinking like chess moves by Brad Holmes. Well, right? that, that's what I'm saying. Like I feel like there, I feel like there's a script, but I feel like he's also got okay. But if this happens, we can do this. That's mm-hmm. why I think he's been mm-hmm. successful. I'm not saying with Detroit. I'm just saying the previous regimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think if we keep going the way we're going, I I it would be smart not to play him, especially if. In the draft, we get a quarterback. Now, I know we've mostly been talking about that with the money that we owe golf that we're not going to draft a quarterback. But if, like my brother, I talk to my brother about this all the time. He wants Hendon Hooker out of uh, Tennessee. All right, he likes him better than than um, Young or Stroud. Yeah, but I mean, it, it, I, I don't know if you had a conversation with him. Is he thinking he's going to be like, because, I mean, we're, we're talking, we're picking one through five. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. See, he said that's the thing. Like, if obviously, if if the, um, Young and Stroud are still on the board, it's going to be hard to pass those up. But, but um, anyway, the 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 point in sitting um, Williams for the for right. the year would be so that he doesn't have to waste any time 
with chemistry between himself and Goff. So if you just start him fresh on a if you if you if the the master plan is to draft a quarterback, then I think absolutely you sit him because the eight games that he plays with Goff are gonna do him no good if we're not fighting for a playoff spot. You know, all you risk is re injury and him getting yeah. used to a chemistry that he will never play with again. So and that's another thing I'm talking about, Brad Holmes. He they've been very open and said you know, golf's our guy. Golf has not played bad. He's had a few bad interceptions, you know, he, granted. I mean, the games he's lost for us, it, it's not going to be, you know, make or break at this point. I mean, I guess maybe in the season it would have, you know, at the time, but I don't feel. But but they've stood by golf. They said, you know, we've got money. You know, we're wrapped up in him. He's young. We're going to play him. And obviously, do you think – and this is, uh, I, I think, a very for, fair point. Do you think the media, the public – can can sway an organization because right now the media is, oh, yeah. you're going after a quarterback no matter what, you know, you know, you got all this capital, you, you can trade up, which we're not going to have to trade up, but, but I mean, do you think, and, and, and I think Twitter would burn, one pride Twitter would burn if we traded back and didn't take a quarterback. Yeah, people, yeah, people would be. I mean, okay, let's say this. We end up with the first pick, right? We have the worst record. We end up 2-15 and 15 or something like that. And we don't – okay, if we trade back, you're right. It would it would start a civil war with, within, you know, one pride fans. If we don't trade back and we don't pick a quarterback with the first overall pick, what happens? What position would it have to be for people not to lose their minds? I feel like I don't know. Like to me, I don't get enough Bryce Young. I don't. I don't see him enough. You know, he, he's. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, granted, don't get me wrong. Alabama's played all the time, but to me, I don't feel like he is that that wow factor. I don't think he's that it thing. And then Stroud, I see him all the time. I love Ohio State, but he is not that. He he's going to be a project, and I don't think he's going to be wrong. But he's so. He is – he's elusive. He's, he's a good runner, but since he's got to Ohio State, he wanted to be a pocket passer. So he's taking that completely out of his game. So I'm wondering how that's going to translate in the NFL where, you know, if he has to run, he really wants to prove people wrong that he can sit in the pocket. Don't get me wrong. You know, he's a good quarterback. Both those guys are great quarterbacks. Obviously, they're doing what they're doing. But I think the leap from even Alabama to Ohio State to the pros, it's, it's huge. You know, I mean, it, it's a huge – and I don't – to me – those two guys are not worthy of a number one pick, but I don't know outside of those names who's even. I mean, yeah. I couldn't even tell you. I, I haven't done a lot of draft prospects this year. Like, I I couldn't even tell you who who the potential draft picks would be this year in the top ten. Yeah, I don't even know if um, Mel Kuyper knows yet. I don't know. I don't know how they probably actually they're probably always working on those big boards. Oh, they got <laughs> draft picks out when they're in high school. But if we got a, if we got a quarterback like that, right, and 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 decided we weren't going to roll with Goff for the rest of his contract. It it extends the abilities of the offense, obviously, right? Because these guys are mobile. Um, but if you've got Williams coming back off of injury, you got his speed, right? And then you've got St. Brown's um, route running and, and just all around. Oh, whoever you plug ability. in as a quarterback, the, the offense is set. Yeah, because we've also got Swift and, and Williams in the backfield, and, and you can do all sorts of – you're, you're almost – Yeah, you almost look like a 
when the Chiefs were absolute juggernauts, you almost look like that offense. I mean, you're not nearly as good, don't get me wrong, but you still kind of look like that. And 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 then you can kind of make up for your defense not being so good. Or you can come back. My, my, my thing is, so say we say we take a quarterback, which everybody expects us to do. I mean, is it – it's got to be Goff's – Goff's essentially – Position to lose. He's going to groom this quarterback, and then something's going to happen. I mean, or do you think in the offseason? I mean, do you think there's any draft potential for to to draft golf unless we eat like a chunk of his salary, which we're going to have tons of money if we. So if we draft a quarterback, right? I mean, they're going to say they're going to say all those things, like like right? They're everyone's you know going into camp. Everyone's fighting for a starting job. Blah blah blah. It's golf to lose. You know, he's obviously the incumbent starting quarterback. And then, yeah, always something happens, you know, he tweaks his ankle in preseason and, or, you know, get week one or week two, he, he's concussed and, and it's something where he could come back the next week, but we like how, you know, our, our drafted quarterback played. So we're just going to roll with him for the rest of the season. And then it's sayonara golf. I think yeah. that's best case scenario. In my opinion, I, I w- want to rip my eyeballs out at the thought of watching a golf led offense for the remainder of his contract that <laughs> and and nothing against him i i like golf um he's obviously no matt stafford but he just gives but, me but I mean, no he gives me no excitement to watch the offense like i almost when the offense goes out there i get excited because i'm like i hope somebody rips off a big run because I know we're not getting it in the past game. And he's got, you know, he, he can do some things, but he's, he's just not. I'm not getting excited to watch him play yeah. quarterback. Is what no, I, 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 I mean, I, I agree. And, and I've been the biggest golf supporter, and I don't think he's done us wrong. I just feel like the money, what we have. I mean, I, I feel like I, I, I honestly feel like if we spent all of our picks, again, depending on what we do, on the defensive side of the ball, I would be 110% happy. And go into next year with this offense, even without Hawkinson, go into next year with this offense, um, but we just shore up the defense. And even, I, you I know, that, there's, that. There, there's money too to, to potentially get a defensive free agent, but I don't know, you know, who wants to come here or whatnot. But I, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, there's so many, obviously, what ifs. There's so many. This is the long haul. That's the one thing that I can appreciate. I've said it from the beginning. You know, there was tons of fire firepower early. Hard knocks, we've talked about it 100 times. People were excited. Now people want to burn it down. They don't understand it. They don't understand what's going on. They don't understand the Hawkinson thing. You know, I get it. We're constantly selling these big-name players. But, I mean, look at what, look at what um, Cincinnati did. I think Zach Wilson was like, he had 24 losses his first two seasons or, or something ridiculous. And then the third year, they went 10 and seven, went to the Super Bowl. I'm not saying we're any, by any means that we don't have that structure right now, but, you know, things can be done. I feel like Matt Campbell's, or, or, I mean, Dan Campbell, I'm sorry, Matt Campbell, because there was a long time that I thought Matt Campbell would take the job. But uh, uh, Dan Campbell has made some bonehead calls, uh, some bonehead decisions. I think he's kind of, hopefully, this season, he's kind of getting it out of his system. Um, you know, he's aggressive. I like it. There's still, you know, some fourth down that I would rather see different things happen. It is what it is. Yeah. 
But I feel like this is almost like, and it's bad because his like personality is like, oh, gee, like, oh, shucks, you know? So yeah. like people either love that or I hate that. So now that he's losing, it's like, you look like a big buffoon, but it's like really like, okay, maybe we're trying to try to do these things. I'm getting these things out of the way this year, see what works and kind of really, you know, because they knew, hey, Sheila said, you got six years, you know, maybe we'll give you four years if things are working out. Or, I mean, if things are going bad and then six years, if things start to go good. So, so basically do what you got to do, build the team, build the people around you, him and Holmes, you know, are, are tight. So I don't know, I guess. Yeah. I saw it's, some, it's really speaking of Dan Campbell, I saw some headlines floating around that, that he was on the hot seat. Do you, do you think he's just like, do you think he's as safe as I, can be? I, I didn't think that's what the public wants. I think that's what the media yeah. wants because he came out and pretty much said that she stands by him, but also, you know, you, you see things happen all the time. So I just think like to, to do that, to have him sign to a six year deal, to say you're committed to him and then get rid of him, even in the off season, if we, if we shit the bed, continue to shit the bed, I think there's no way that the, the players love him. I mean, Patricia tore us down to the studs. I mean, he, he burned us. I mean, he, he completely gutted this team. This team was horrible. I mean, he got rid of everybody. He, he, our, you know, people were on the books for the stupidest things. I mean, you know, I mean, he finally we got somebody that's winning over the players. Granted, a lot of those guys are gone, but even the guys that are gone now appreciate, you know, Campbell. They they seem to appreciate him and what he's doing because I think Darius Slay, you know, Quadre Diggs, all those guys still continue to check in. I saw on Johnson posting the other night. Um, you know, they continue to check in to make sure that, you know, they appreciate where they're drafted regardless of the coach. So I think there, there's always a, a spot for them in Detroit, you know, but but I, I just think Campbell's really, really got a lot of buy-in, so I, I just don't see it happen. I don't see him being on the hot seat. They can say all they want, put the pressure on him, but I think Glenn would go before him. But, again, I, I, I think both those guys pretty much have the entire season to, to do what they need to do because defensively there's no talent. I think on the offense we've overachieved already. We should be happy. But I think one of the biggest questions, and I want to ask you this, is which I was surprised. Would you have been more surprised if Swift was traded as opposed to Hawkinson? Yeah, absolutely. Really? And I, I, I probably would have been. I, you know, I mentioned when when you sent me the Hawk trade, I I was kind of flip flopping back and forth because I, I personally didn't love Hawkinson. I liked him, but I wasn't one of those guys that was like, you know, he's he's a top five line. He wasn't even like a top five line for me. Um, so I went back and forth on it, but if you would have sent me something that said Swift was traded, I, this, I would have been, you know, steam out my ears on this episode probably. So then let, let me, I got a lot of loaded questions. I've had these in my head for a while. So, so let me ask you this. If you had to keep one running back Williams or Swift, who would you want? I think I'm keeping Swift. Um, yeah. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Spring training is right around the corner. So come for the games and have a ball in Arizona. With world-class resorts, unbeatable dining and nightlife, amazing scenery, and endless outdoor adventure. Make your visit unforgettable. Plan your getaway at myspringtraining.com. I know I sent I sent that uh, I think I sent it today where uh, Williams. Yes, Williams, I was just gonna get to that. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a hard to believe stat. Yeah, what is it? Because um, I don't know. Off the top of my head, I know I sent it earlier. He and Barry Sanders uh, are the the only. I mean, he tied Barry Sanders four four games with multiple touchdowns. It's only oh, him right. him or Barry Sanders and rushing touchdowns. Yeah, the, yeah. the the record is only four games for Detroit, so that's whatever. But I didn't realize he already had eight <laughs> touchdowns, so, or at least eight touchdowns. Yeah, and, but, and uh, okay. from a fantasy perspective, he's great, obviously. And Swift's oh, kind yeah, of yeah, injury yeah. prone, yeah. but but uh, but anyways, we, we've talked. I knew I know there was I knew there was enough to talk about that. Um, you know, we we can go on and on about the the Lions. Obviously, that's the focal point. We're going to get to other things. Basically, uh, we're going to get into the wings. Give us our wings update. You are the uh, the guy here. We, we we you put a I wouldn't say you put a few players on blast last week, but you said you know they weren't playing up to perform or to standards. Um, you know, where are we at with the wings? Obviously I know, but, uh, but for the people following along, what are the wings looking like the past couple games? Yeah. So, well, first I'll own up to, to what I said. I was blasting, um, Lucas Raymond, um, he's <laughs> in his sophomore slump, um, which is not new to NHL guys, but you know, it's still tough to see. But anyways, we had a game, um, since last episode where we played the Minnesota wild. And I think, uh, in, in, in history, well, very short history for him because he's only had one rookie season, but he, he was averaging more than a point per game against the wild, which I think they played two games last nice. year. Um, so it, it was, kind of, he was the player to watch for the game, right? He's, he historically plays well against the wild. And then he goes in and he scores two goals. He's off the schneid as they like to say, and um, on the score sheet. So that's good. Um, otherwise though, we got smoked by the Sabres eight to three. I, I mean, the Buffalo Sabres, that, that is, that is a tough one to swallow, and I know we're supposed to be realists here, uh, Mike. But I'm I I want I almost want to say same old Red Wings, and I I know it doesn't I sound right to say that because they're not. Before but, the show, you uh, kind of alluded to that because I just said you know I said last episode that we were playing like a playoff team. I, I, I and we weren't necessarily. I wasn't saying that we were on on a track to be in the playoffs, but we were playing like yeah. a playoff team. And ever since I said that, we've played like a tanking team and, and it drives me crazy man it drives me crazy so i mean uh i i know we we kind of talked about this like expectations i i don't know what the schedule looks like i don't even know if you if you dove into it expectations maybe in the next five ten games i mean, I mean obviously it's early in the season we continue to talk about that but i mean uh and i'm scrolling through my phone here just trying to look at different things because the pistons are playing too um but, you know, like, what's your kind of expectations? I mean, I, I know we, we talked about this, but, I mean, you know, season expectation, I think early on you said there's a there's a real chance that maybe they could squeak into the playoffs. Again, very early on, is there – do you still feel that way? Uh, I feel like there's going to be a lot of up and, ups and downs, so there's going to be a lot of uh, mood swings and, and mind changing here. Yeah, I, I feel like my answer – yeah, I mean, you just – Hit it on the head. My answer is going to change. I think every episode until we're <laughs> like sixty games into the season. I think. Um, 
Right now, I'm going to say no, not a playoff team. I don't think that – I think they came out this – is, this is how I was thinking about it on my couch the other day. I was, you know, a couple dudes deep, and I was like, we came out hot because – because we're a young team, right? And we got a new coach and we've got all this hype and, and, you know, we're on our way back to being hockey town again. And so there's just kind of like that, that first punch in the fight. And then all the good teams after their first three or four games, all the good teams will adjust what they're doing, you know, and they'll adjust their, their four check or, or their defense or their, their neutral zone approach and stuff like that. And they start to they start to solidify and they become tougher to play. I don't think we ever did that or haven't done that yet. I think we're still trying to like I don't think we've necessarily gone backwards. I just think we're still trying to build our identity and we caught teams by surprise at the beginning of the season because we're just a yeah. little bit tougher to play than we were last year. But look at this look at this comment we got from eighteen S-E-X-Y-Z. It says, have a good time. Find your love, heart face. And now oh, they're spamming our comments. Ryan McCarthy had this on his show. He said, I was watching his show, and he, and he like he like instantly got excited. He goes, oh, my God, hold on. He cut off his co-host. He goes, you know when you knew you made it? And then he posted that. He said, yep, you're getting spammed in the comments. There you go. Yep. There you guys go. Thoughts have a good us. time. Find your love. That's what we're all about in the comments here. Love it. Nothing better yeah. than on YouTube. Uh, a quick little Red Wings uh, recap here. We'll switch into Pistons quick, and then we'll talk about the old Paul Bunyan trophy here. Uh, Pistons kind of on the back of a back back to back on the brutal uh, two games between the Bucks. Obviously, the six and zero Bucks right now. Pistons are sitting at two and six. They had a great game, uh, uh, the great first game against the Bucks. Only lost by two points. Cade Cunningham feels. I feel like he's starting to come around. Um, really, really starting to take charge of that offense. You can see facilitating um the 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 bench is absolutely brutal i think uh one game they scored 19 points and i was like man it's horrible and then the next they only got 11 points uh start starters are scoring 100 100 points almost and you know the bench really not doing anything right now you know we're only in the second right now as we're recording the bucks are up 47 36 I, i feel like this all goes hand in hand we're talking about young teams young talent young coaches the difference here with the pistons is they got Casey is the coach. I, I talked about it last episode. I don't feel like that's the best fit. I think he's more uh, a veteran coach that's used to veteran players. I don't necessarily know that he's really the best fit for for these young guys to really, really cater to to what they're doing. And, and again, they're young. They're trying to gel. It's early. We're only eight games in. Um, but but there's tons of tons of I guess excitement around the league. I, there's tons of excitement in Detroit, regardless. No matter what the the Lions are doing, but uh, but I always I always go to Twitter and I just love it. You know, it's it's nice having a, a Detroit Twitter because then I can get my all my teams updates real quick. I, all I have to do is sign into that account as opposed to going anywhere else. But uh, but I know you're not a big basketball guy. You're not a big baseball guy. Uh, we talked briefly on the World Series. Uh, Phillies are up two one there. Um, World Series. That's going on. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's hard to believe. But uh, but Pistons, you know, uh, another team kind of like the Wings, uh, really exciting. I, I, I kind of hey, said this. What's that? Uh, no, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I kind of like, 
I kind of said this. It, it's it kind of like it, it, it kind of is like baseball. You talk about these young guys coming up, getting getting the rotations, getting the lines in. You know, you, you got a new pitcher that comes in. He's a rookie, and he shuts down the first like the first all the way. You know, you go through the lineup, and he shuts everyone down the, the the first time through the lineup. Then all of a sudden, these veterans are, are checking their their tablets, checking their yeah. you know schematics or whatever and then all of a sudden they figure them out and that's kind of what i feel like you know we got the talent we can go out there win a few games but you know until we really have a great game plan until these guys play some games together and really completely gel i don't think there's a whole lot of wins in the future but i think it's a lot more fun to watch uh you know we talked about the wings completely different uh you know style of play now same thing with the pistons uh i feel like the lions are probably the most kind of the same, although I feel like we're running the ball a lot more than the past 20 years outside of Barry. Like, I feel like now, like, we're almost always going to get a 100-yard rusher, which, you know, it used to be hundreds of games before we had those. So so we, we always kind of leave off on the, you know, tons of tons of expectations or tons of talent, yeah, tons of hype, um, think- but we got some time before they get really, really successful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think you're right about when you mentioned, like, the Pistons are – because I've I've actually watched a couple of these these um actually a few of these Pistons games to start the season and they're fun to watch right now because you've got uh, Bogdanovich who just signed a two year deal. Oh, and he's tearing it up, man. We already resigned him for two years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll lock that up real quick. We don't care. Thirty nine yeah, million. Here you go. Um, but it's like it's almost like you have all of these young playmakers that we've got running around trying to figure out you know, where they fit in the NBA, what, what they can and can't get away with in the NBA um, in game. And whenever anyone gets into trouble, just, you know, low on the shot clock or we're running out of options, just kick it to Bogdanovich. He'll drop a three in like, like dude is lights out. Great shooter. Fun to watch. And it's so fun because you can watch the Pistons just F around for an entire possession. And if they can't figure out what to do, they'll just throw it to Bogdanovich and he'll shoot. No defense, but he'll definitely he'll score you thirty. Yeah, points. yeah. So it's it's fun to watch like Cunningham and Ivy and Stewart and and Bay and even like Duran Dur- Dur- off the bench, like watch him try and figure out where they fit. Um, I I know Duran's young, but I I want to see him more and more. I think he's a freak of an athlete, and he yeah. he put, he puts back some rebounds that are insane. Uh, I I just think the Pistons are fun to watch right now because they're they're tr- they're just trying to make plays and and be super good athletes while having a lights out shooter on their team who will also knock down shots. It's just, it's just you just get everything. Which we've, we've never had. Right. I shouldn't say we never. I, since Chauncey like, Billups, we haven't yeah, had a, a recently. Like, yeah, exactly. We weren't so, doing all phases of the game. That helps. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, again, tons to be excited about. We'll continue to preach that in our shows. We are uh, obviously the realists on things. We always look at the, uh, I guess, uh, you know, depending on whether pessimistic or optimistic, but either way. So uh, usually before we end the show, which we're, we're, we're uh, not going to get into that right now. I'm sure this will take a little bit of time here. Michigan State, Michigan, everybody's seen it. Everybody's talked about it. Everybody wants to blame somebody. You got one coach this, one coach that, one player this. You're a Michigan State guy. I'm not asking you who to blame because I think that's a loaded question. But – but what is your thought, especially after a Penn State situation earlier in the season with the one tunnel in Michigan? And don't get me wrong, that, that stadium's been around for years. Mm-hmm. So what, what's your take on the situation? Um, you know, what are, what are your thoughts? And, and do you think 
do you let, let me ask you this what are you, what what's your take on it and what and do you think that this is going to make uh, a change for another tunnel or something in Michigan i think it might um i i because right the, the homer in me wants to say well there's a common denominator here right i mean you had the penn state situation <laughs> team, right but <laughs> But I'm not going to say that because we're realists here. So I'm going to be realistic about the situation. And the Michigan State homer, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and if I'm being realistic about the situation, right? Eight, I think it was at least last I saw, eight Michigan State players have been suspended indefinitely. Yeah, um, four the it, other day and the four today or something. Yeah. yeah, it was a terrible look for Michigan State. I didn't, to be honest, I didn't see this live. I I watched the game, but I turned it off. Yeah, I, I think halfway through the fourth quarter because it was over. So I didn't see this happen until later when it was like going viral on, on social media and everything. And man, I mean, yeah, I think they're going to have to do something about the tunnel. I, but I also like, you know, be better people. You know, it's, you can't really blame the tunnel for people being shitty people. So I, I think there has to be some preparation, at least if there's going to be one tunnel, like, listen, guys, when this game ends, we're all going to have to go down the same tunnel. All right, and here's what is expected, and here's what's not. And obviously, if they want to make their own poor decisions after that, then they'll, you know, you can't, you can't totally control another human being. But point being, I don't know if there was a whole lot of prep going into that, or if, or if, you know, obviously nobody knows. Nobody knows what was said in in the tunnel. Nobody knows what was done off camera in the tunnel. We don't know any of that. But it's a bad look on Michigan State. It's a tougher look on Michigan's tunnel. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. And I've seen, I've honestly seen a lot of, uh, you know, now that this, that this has happened, I've seen a lot of videos um, come out where Michigan and Ohio State, when when Ohio State's walking in front of them, Michigan gets right behind them. You know, there's it's kind of it's kind of like any big game. You know, you got mm-hmm. the, they meet at fifty yard line, they're scrapping. You know, they're trying to get at each other, and it's almost like a lot of that's for show because you know somebody's in between you, like holding yeah. you back, like yeah. oh man, it's really yeah. not happening, but. They're like, Oh shit! You know, if I really get loose, what do I gotta do? But, but basically, I've seen some stuff. Michigan, and basically, it's just chopping, you know, talking, uh, throwing the finger up, you know, stuff like that, you know. And I'm not saying, you know, what happened. Everyone's talking about the Michigan player that skipped in the locker room and did this or, or did that, and and you know, was the right to do that? Were the guys right to Michigan State? Were the right to do what they did? You know, I don't, I don't know because I, I don't feel like anybody knows. Like, yeah, what was going on. I haven't even heard if they talked to this kid, you know, was he going in Michigan state's locker room? What happened, you know, but, but I feel like here's what I'm going to say from a standpoint, you know, you get Harbaugh's reaction. Uh, you know, it's, it's despicable to find the, or not find the kids, find the athletics. These kids should have charges. I, I agree. I mean, something like that, but on, on a bigger scope, like, like you said, dude, every time you go to that stadium, and I would assume Michigan State knows this because they're a Big Ten school. Same thing with Penn State. You're not talking schools that come visit once every twenty years. Yeah, you know, you know, you're going to walk in a in a tunnel. Can can those coaches not say, "Hey, we're going to take our team through. We're going to give you the courtesy of ten minutes." I I know, you know, half times the stuff you got to go. But at the end of the game, you know, I, I guess there's a lot a lot of things going on. But I feel like as, as adults and, and these kids, you know, they're kids. I mean, I, whether you want to say it or not, they're kids. I'm not yeah. saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. But you would What's think as, as a leader of the program, the coaching staff, that there'd be a little 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. There'd be something different as opposed to, and again, I don't know. I didn't see, I like, I'm like you. I just saw kind of the, the quick video, different things. And I saw Tucker uh, kind of back, go to backhand a fan and, and different things. It was just, a, a, like you said, it was a horrible look for both teams, whether it was one black eye for one, one black eye for the other, you know, I just, I, I don't know. I mean, does it, like I said, does a Michigan stadium that holds, you know, the most, the most, and I think, I think college football, I think it's pretty close. Um, you know, do they put a tunnel in? Can, can they do something like that? You know, I mean, and, and are we going to hear weeks down the road that this has been an issue for years and years and years? Or is like this just really this team is just who they are right now? And, and I'm not blaming the Michigan players. I'm just saying, like, you know, everything's different now. Yeah. And it's their, you know, it, it's, again, this is a homer of me, but it's their tunnel, right? So they know they know the tips and, and tricks and the, and the little – the ways to use the tunnel to their advantage the best because they're around it every day, you know? So, I mean, you, you've seen this in the pros, you've seen different altercations, different players going different. I mean, I get it in their security. You know, I, I watched that video and, and don't get me wrong, but I think the one video, I think was the video shot by like a recruits mom or something like that. I thought I, I saw. don't even know. I think it was something like that. Like, and then you got, whether it was the coaching staff or security, there was cops there. Like, they could, they all act like they could care less about what yeah, was going on. Yeah, I did Normally notice that. Yeah. And, and I mean, either way, like I said, these are kids. That that's what I'm getting to. I'm not saying it's right by any means. Um, you know, I, I guess I said, yeah, there should be charges. I I, I do think, like in the heat of battle, I, I know I've been angry. I know in sports. You know, I, I've done some things. I, but I don't know necessarily. I mean, I guess it's it's hard to put myself in that situation. You're in your locker room. Somebody else comes in. You just got your ass whooped. It, it, it's hard to say, but I, I don't know. I mean, it's just. I guess all that matters is who walked away with the trophy. Uh, you know, the bunny. And, but uh, but it, it'll be interesting to see. So so let me ask you this, a Michigan State guy. Are you? I mean, are you a Mel? Is are Michigan State fans a Mel Tucker fan? Man, I I liked him when he was first hired, but now I'm like. Now I'm like I don't Is that know. Eighty one million or something like that. Yeah, I, I I just don't know, bro. And every time they show him on TV, he's like yelling. Dude, he's he reminds like, me of the dude from uh, oh next Friday. The dude like got like the googly eye that's like your head <laughs> out. Yeah, man. They will and they will like they'll purposely like they can only show him like when he's between words and they'll like flash him up for like two seconds and then when they see him like ramping up to about to start yelling something, they cut away and they're like. It's impossible uh, to not get him on on there yelling, but I don't know, man. I don't know. Either way, rough, rough season, rough look for both programs. You know, Ohio State's got uh, got Michigan November twenty sixth. Looking forward to that. That'll be a Big Ten lineup, regardless of me being a a Buckeye fan in Michigan. You know, and then we've got. I mean, there's. I mean, a huge. Not to get too far away from Detroit sports. I mean, we got we got Tennessee. We got Georgia this week. You know, that's a number yeah. one and number three or something like that, or number four. I mean, there's. 
there's there's a lot going on in in college football. That's why I love college football. I like March Madness too. You know, I, I love college sports. There's so much. There's there's so many things that can that can happen where you know NFL is week to week, and I feel like you know you, you've got your teams, you got your money, you got your players. Where where college football, man, it, it can change in the, in the blink of an eye, and that, that's what's exciting about it. But um, but we we do have a little bit of time before we we get too far away. Uh, we we always end our our show on kind of a, a roundtable topic. Talk about anything going on, um, you know, sports news related. We don't talk too much about politics. Zach, I always jump to you. I, I, I'll start here, and I don't want to. I, I don't know necessarily um, what what your take is on this, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I you gotta love or you gotta hate. I mean, one, I guess I should be careful what I say. Elon Musk, this guy mm. has uh, has uh, pretty much told Twitter to stick it. He bought them. He said this. I mean, he's he's he's. I don't know. I, I, by no means am I saying this guy's a genius, but everything that he does, at least for for sake of his arguments, he looks like a troll. He looks like the smartest guy in the world. You know, he did all the stuff with Twitter. He visited their headquarters. Said he wasn't going to lay all these people off. I love going through Twitter, and then there's all these people saying, "Yeah, I developed this, and he laid me off." Blah blah. blah. Now he wants to charge eight dollars for a verification. Eight dollars per month. Have you seen this, Zach? No, I haven't. This is the first time. So everybody that has verification, um, verified account, um, basically what he said is he wants to get rid of the, the fake news. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not quoting him. I know that's a Trump saying, but basically he, he, all these journalists that get verified, all these people that get verified that you don't know who the hell they are. He wants the actual companies that really care about it to pay $8 a month. And people are flipping their lid. And these verified accounts are on these threads tweeting. And everybody's like, who the hell are you? Like, these verified accounts are like saying, oh, you know, you're just trying to take the verification from it. And everybody's like, well, so he's kind of proven his point in these threads. Like, all these people get verified. I think they said there's some odd million Twitter accounts. And there's only 300,000 that are verified. Some athletes aren't even verified. You know, they're not on there enough or they don't really care or whatever. But, um. but uh, yeah, so so he's looking to charge eight dollars a month. Zach, you have to, once you get off here, you have to check his Twitter. But basically, he is just trolling now, saying that you get what you pay for. Like basically, just like telling everybody, like this is going to happen. I don't, I don't know, you know, for Belly Up, we, we've tried to do the verification once. I didn't go through all the steps because they want this and this. And I said, I don't really care. You know, I mean, it is what yeah. it is, but in uh, me personally, like not that I'm famous, not that we do anything special. I could care less about that. It doesn't make me feel one way or another, but, but it's funny to see somebody come on here and just kind of turn things upside down. My, my thing is that they talk about saying, you know, getting rid of Twitter. I, I tell you right now, social media, my wife loves Instagram. I like my wife loves Facebook. I don't use either of them. I am on Twitter all the time. So if, if Twitter is gone, I don't know if you have an iPhone, but iPhone will always tell me how long I'm on social media and like yeah. each week, week to week. And it says, Oh, your usage is up like 15% on my go. So, but, uh, but yeah, so, so interesting take there. Um, I know I, I'm kind of throwing that at you. You, you got anything that, uh, that kind of came across your desk or anything? Man, that's funny. I, I can't believe people are up in arms about $8 a month. That's. <laughs> Anyways, um, let's see. For the roundtable, I'll throw in the uh, the Washington Commanders fiasco going on right now under investigation. I was going to touch on that earlier too. Yeah, for their finances. So 
maybe finally we can get some justice justice brought to Dan Snyder and his family. Um, I saw there was another lawsuit presented today too. I believe. Really. Yeah, I guess not not much longer after he came out and said that Bank of America is going to be, which I don't even know how that stuff works, but like yeah, I don't you, hire, you hire a bank to essentially sell your team because that's how much money you have. Yeah, and like you said, I don't, I don't really understand all the semantics of it, but all I'm hoping is that it ends his, his uh, ownership of the commanders so we can all – Move on from that because I'm just sick of hearing it, and I'm sick of hearing about the commanders being in every bad headline ever. I mean, the NFL is a money grab, regardless. But do you feel like that, like just that made it that much worse, and just made Goodell that much bigger of a goon? Yeah, here's 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 my th- here's the, my biggest problem with it. Right, is because I'm we hear it all the time about the commanders and Dan Snyder and everything that I'm just numb to it. Right. But, but I'm almost ashamed to say that I'm numb to it because obviously there's things going on that we should care about as human beings. But at the same time, that's why, that's why I'm saying like, I just want it to go away because I just, I want justice to be brought so that I can stop hearing commanders headlines and going, yeah, okay. Another one. Because I really should care. No, that's a, that's a very good kind of point. And I know I literally just said, we're not like a political show and on a different scope of things. Not that we want these things to go away, but I feel like life now, anything that happens in the media, the news, it can be so tragic, but we're numb to it. We're just so like, yeah. like, and, and that's what's sad. And it kind of goes as a general ball of wax with this kind of thing. Like, like in, in kind of same scope things, I know basketball is not your, your huge thing, but you know, the Celtics relieved their coach of, the, of his duties this season, mm-hmm. pretty much spending them all season said, you're not going to coach because you had a consensual, relationship with somebody in the front office you're married both of you guys are married you know this is a bad look and literally now steve nash gets fired from the brooklyn nets and now he's he's the coach that's going to get signed while he's still is technically employed by the boston Celtics, that they never relieved him so they're pretty much going to say yep you can have him and now the brooklyn nets are going to look like the biggest idiots because they got kd they got freaking flat earther they got all these guys <laughs> and now they're going to bring in a coach that has no morals which don't get me wrong. I know leagues like this could care less. Again, it's a money grab, but it kind of goes like, you know, there's so many. I feel like there's so many. I, he's a coach. He's not an owner. I get it, but he makes money. I feel like all these people feel like they live outside the the normal human being realm. They can do whatever they want, and, and it's not going to affect anybody. Yeah, and we're so inundated with it that it's like eventually you'll forget, right? I mean, we are numb to it. Unfortunately, we are. We are. Yeah. So – but uh, but not to not to end that on a uh, a lower note. I mean, that's the one thing you know the the Fords uh, <laughs> have uh, not been the greatest of owners. But uh, yeah. one good thing, at least uh, for for what we know, we've never had to worry about that. But uh, let's get a week nine knows, prediction on the way out. What's that? Let's get a week nine prediction on the way out. I, what do you think? I I'm telling you, like I, I kind of feel like I just feel like this is the game that it comes together. It's one complete game. We win it. It's at home. It's against Aaron Rodgers. I think maybe the reason I I, I feel like we're going to win it is because I want so badly to beat Aaron Rodgers. But really, I mean, this is not like if we lose it, I'm done with the Lions because I'm not one of those people. But I just will be like, okay, 
I mean, the season is already mailed in, but like at this point, you're just trying out whoever you can have. We got no secondary. They got no receivers. It's it's weakness on weakness. Yeah, our strength is against their defense. Their defense is all right. We've been okay with the running game. I would assume they're going to have to pound the ball against us. So I'm saying, I mean, 35-27, we take the win. I feel like we, we, again, we come out hot, but we finally make minimal adjustments. I'm, it, it, I, I don't think that a defensive backs coach being out is going to change a lot of things. You know, I don't think they're one really game planning. I mean, granted, they're facilitating things, moving people around. But when that call comes in, it calls comes in. So it'll be interesting to see. But I, I, 35-27 lines. That's nice. I, I had them um... – I, also I like had, how you just said that. That's nice. That's, I mean, that is nice. That's I I like that. But I also had the Packers scored twenty seven uh, before you said anything. But I have I have Packers winning twenty seven thirteen. Um, I think with with our secondary being as bad as it is, and and Rogers being one of the most efficient quarterbacks of all time, he's going to be like seventeen of eighteen with one hundred and ninety yards. But I'm stupid. But, yeah, that's like yeah. But but like they're going to pound the ball, and we're just not going to have any offense. I. I think the only the only saving grace here is that we're playing them at home. I think if we played them for the first time this year at Lambeau, we would get destroyed, and then yeah. we would just get destroyed in the second game because they've got experience on us. But this at least gives us a leg up. Maybe we'll score and more for, than 13 for, points. But For those following along, Swift sat out today. Uh, ankle injury, shoulder again. Campbell said, it's nothing to worry about. He's feeling better. I, I don't know. That's – to me, uh, I get it. injuries. We've talked about that. Williams, you know, Williams has run the ball great. You know, yeah, you want you, you knew last week Swift just wanted to play, wanted to be out there. He wasn't getting the snaps. Obviously, he caught a touchdown, but he just he didn't get the workload. I want to see him back healthy. Uh, there's no reason to push anything. So it'll be interesting to see. But but regardless, uh, I mean, obviously, he can take the top off the defense as a running back. But uh, I'm really excited to to see us line up against their their defense and then <laughs> our defense against their subpar <laughs> receivers. I mean, it, it, I feel like every – I feel like I, I've said this on every show before. Like, you got a rookie. I feel like every time they know that somebody's a rookie, they have, like, a career game against us, no matter yeah. what team it is, whether it's the Lions, the Tigers, the Pistons. Like, yeah, they, they know this guy's a rookie, blah, 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 and he just sets the world on fire. So, we'll see what these guys do, but – but anything uh, before we head out? That's it. That's it for me. Well, chocked full of, of uh, great content there. You know, a lot, a lot going on. Hawk being gone. Yeah. Uh, Paul Bunny and Wings Pistons week eight. Hopefully a little different reaction next week. Uh, we can bring some uh, some joyous news to everybody. But uh, but in the meantime, for anybody that is on Twitter, check us out at Motor City Real. Uh, obviously, Zach and I's uh, Twitter handles there. It's at Zach. It's it's Zach Mac, and uh, he's Zach with a C. And uh, I'm M Brown H two one. Check us out. Find us on Twitter. Um, I'm always there, creeping in the shadows, loving uh, loving the uh, the old Lions Twitter. Uh, I mean, the world's on fire compared to what you would <laughs> see. But uh, but uh, either way, appreciate you guys jumping on with us. We'll see you guys next week. Uh, we'll see if Zach dips out a, a, a day or two early for some uh, Bolts game. But either way, you know, it's all worth it. So, But uh, we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, long episode this week. Thanks for hanging out. Yeah.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Home. They say it's where the heart is. They also say it's wherever you make it. They don't say it's where you unload your stuff, get tired halfway through unpacking, use some boxes as furniture, realize your oven mitt's in a box that doubles as a nightstand, don't want to buy a new nightstand, and use a towel as an oven mitt instead. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on renters and car insurance. Easier than grabbing a piping hot pan with a towel that's a bit too thin and trying to quickly get it to the counter. Ooh, hot, hot, hot. 